1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, June 7th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by the Lockdown NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Lockdown NHL is there to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps of each day. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL today, wherever. you get your podcast. All right. Big episode today. Well, not a big episode, a fun episode, a good episode. Uh, we brought back Will Scouch uh, to do another draft profile. We had him on the show Friday to profile Kent Johnson uh, from Michigan. This or today, we're looking at uh, Luke Hughes, defenseman from the National Team Development Program. Uh, really intriguing player. Skates like the wind. I threw out there during the interview Eric Carlson vibes, maybe? We'll see uh, So we get a we get a full scope of uh, what Luke Hughes brings to the table and uh, maybe what his areas of de- de- deficiency are, because as good as he is on the offensive end, uh, he does have some things to clean up uh, as a defenseman before he's ready to make the jump to the NHL. I don't know if you guys can tell I'm fighting a nasty sinus infection. I'm playing hurt. I'm playing injured. Credit to me. Uh, I'm, I'm no. I've got Scotty Bentley with me both here and in the interview. Uh, what's going on, Scotty? How's it going, man?
0: It's great, man. I don't know if you can see a certain lack oh, oh, of leaves. It's not in the Friday. Background. It's not I'm Friday. Just
1: I'm I know, no, 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 for sure. For sure. I'm just like, saying on a personal note, I feel better, but on the listener's note, they won't probably feel better. Be <laughs> on something on Friday, you know, whatever that may be,
0: Whatever that may be.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, We are scouching in the interview, but first we got to do a little bit of cleanup on the world championships. Canada wins gold on Sunday. USA wins the bronze. And Moritz Seider wins defenseman of the tournament. Uh, So that now makes uh, this from Ice Hockey G. His season has come to a close and his achievements include Swedish Hockey League defenseman of the year, elite prospect award for best junior player in the SHL. World Hockey Championship Best Defenseman and World Hockey Champion All-Star Team. Those are kind of synonymous. If you're the best defenseman, you're probably going to be an all-star. But nevertheless, uh, just a, a flurry of accolades for our boy Mo to close out his uh, what draft plus two season.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's. Like he already has had so much hype, obviously that's just been building and building, really ever since he was drafted. Given the nature in in which draft night was, uh, and he just keeps adding to it. It just mm-hmm. it just continues to the the like he already has like a lore, and he's like hasn't even played a game in the NHL yet, and he already has like this this huge like lore of oh my gosh like Mo Sider, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's going to be awesome when he gets here. It's it's probably going to be. I think it's probably safe to say that his debut will uh, be the most excited most Red Wings fans have been in uh, three plus seasons. I'd say that's not really that. yeah. At least the debut
1: of Larkin. I, yeah, but I, but I wonder. Maybe Zadina, that was I wonder pretty, at this. Eh,
0: no, yeah, I mean but, not at the level of those. Two no, for there sure, was not but, as like, much. That was still. uh yeah. that was fun. At least.
1: Um, I so the thing is is like you continue to see him playing well against men and that is like the the most reassuring thing time and time again by the way just a side note i am i mentioned the sinus infection i'm having a flurry of technical difficulties as well today i don't have my microphone i'm talking into my headphones if my sound quality is a little bit bad that's why uh but most cider just uh in these leagues playing against men and i understand that um in this tournament, there wasn't exactly like the the, the best competition in the world. Um, there wasn't very good competition at all, mostly. But there were a lot of there was a lot of NHL talent, uh, some other young prospects, and uh, Germany. Despite reaching the bronze medal game and falling to the USA, uh, wasn't I mean it didn't have that great of a tournament statistic wise. So you just kind of got to think about like how good of a defenseman you have to be uh, on a team. That played like Germany did to put up your or to look as good um as he did to win defenseman of the tournament. The team statistics, they look like this: 10th in scoring efficiency, 13 in power play, ninth in penalty kill, twelfth in save percentage. So many things going against them. They make it to the bronze medal game. Mo cider ends up becoming uh defenseman of the tournament and and just continues to to shine uh continues to outplay what people expect him to and uh continues to make us proud another defenseman that continues to make us proud is uh our boy troy Stetcher uh, had maybe the nastiest dangle I've ever seen a defenseman make. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased towards Troy Stetcher. And um, this was just really unexpected and cool. But basically, uh, it was during an overtime period. He comes through like from the top of the circles, looks like he's going to pull a move and does the backhand between the legs toe drag gets the puck over to uh mangi from calgary uh he slams it in they score the overtime winner mangi ended up being the uh tournament mvp uh maybe thanks to this setup from troy stetcher because you know that that game winning goal was a big one
0: yeah no it was electric yeah that was unreal the uh I, you tweeted it yeah and i uh that was that was one of the easiest retweets of my life of my twitter career i mean that was that was uh, absolutely disgusting. And it's, it's funny because they've, uh, they've kind of, there's been clips of, of him and Mo, like obviously circling this whole tournament. And then, um, you know, in in the same game a few times, uh, it's, it's just funny to see, you know, all Mo's getting all these accolades and stuff. And then in the middle of that, like you just see like one of the most truly unbelievable goals, I think, i've ever seen a d-man pull off really at any level i mean it was it was it was so aggressively
1: ridiculous. in your face dangle yeah like it, it was it was, gross, it was yeah it, it, was, was gross. it was so in your face uh so good for him uh he had a great tournament he was he was one of Canada's top defensemen the whole way helped lead them to gold on the Czech team we got philip sadina two goals two assists in eight games played jacob varana Two goals, two assists, and seven games played. Philip Hronick, one goal, three assists, and seven games played. And then the draft prospects coming into this year's draft. We talked about him leading up to it with Chris Peters, Owen Power, Matty Beneers, Power playing for Canada. He had a pretty decent tournament, three assists in ten games, uh, one player of the game for their game on Thursday, I believe. Uh, and in the uh, semifinal yesterday, uh, I believe it was Chris Peters who tweeted out that he played 27 minutes and 51 seconds in regulation during the semifinal. Uh, was out for the last minute to protect a one-goal lead. Only Troy Stetcher had more ice time than Owen Power, so that's a pretty pretty good sign for him and the responsibility that they entrusted him with. The trust that the the coaching staff showed by giving him those opportunities. Uh, so I would say, all things considered, a very good tournament for Owen Power because this absolutely raised his draft stock, if anything else. And then Matty Beniers also was having a pretty good tournament. Ended up taking a pretty nasty spill that I thought for sure would end his hockey for the summer. Um, somehow he was out there taking warmups the next game. I don't think he played another game throughout the tournament. But the fact that he was able to to walk, to skate, to do anything uh with that i don't know ankle that drilled in the boards the way it did it was absolutely disgusting like i that i'm like a wuss when it comes to injuries like i only saw the tavara's injury once i only you know like any anything like that but especially when it comes to like knees and ankles and it was bad enough that i didn't want like i i do like a, a peripheral vision thing where i'm like watching it but i'm not watching it And the things that I could see in my peripheral vision on that injury video were, uh, disgusting. So,
0: um, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm the same way. I, I, uh, I mean, there are like, I usually only watch them once. Like if I'm watching it live, like obviously I see it and stuff, but like, I mean, there's a, there's a, like if somebody comes across an injury and it's like, Hey, this is like really, really bad. I won't even watch it the first time like that. Like I, that kind of stuff freaks me out for sure. So um, I I share all your thoughts pretty much on that. Yeah, that was.
1: Yeah. Uh, last thing we have, Justin advocator former Red Wings. So we should probably check in on him. Uh, he was named captain of the team, but ended up uh getting injured on i think it was may 31st um so he ended up not being able to finish out the tournament bummer for him it was nice seeing him but we also did get some some pretty funny screenshots of him just like chilling behind the bench and stuff like that so uh good to see Justin Advocator back in the mix uh not too anything else you got on that i kind of just wanted to touch on the red wings guys before we went into the the Luke Hughes interview
0: no i th- i think that's pretty much it i mean the mo thing was the 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 biggest story obviously like uh I, I, the cool thing uh, the only other thing I'll say about it is the, the really cool thing to me was um, that the individual awards and the all-stars were picked by different groups of people, um, and he still got on both. So, like, the the individual award for, for DPOY was uh, picked by, like, a committee of people at the tournament, whereas... Uh, the all-stars were picked by like a media group and the fact that he was on both kind of just shows like how, uh, I don't know, unanimous that, that like he really played was. So I guess that that's, yeah, just, just awesome. Awesome.
1: 100% love that. Uh, all right, let's kick it over to our interview with Scouching. First, I got to talk to you guys about Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, er, 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 day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. are the are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. So team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. That's billion with a B. More assets than McDonald's hamburgers have been sold since the inception of McDonald's. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Again. To get that first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's Whiskey, Echo, Alpha, Lima, Tango, Hotel, Foxtrot, F-R-O-N-T.com <coughs> slash LockedOnNHL. To start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. Also going to talk to the folks today about Lucy. That's right, folks. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate, and they also have a lozenge with four grams of nicotine that comes in three flavors as well cherry ice citrus and mint lucy lucy lozenges and gums are fsa and hsa eligible so you can use your fsa cards to purchase lucy now and it's convenient and discreet products can be enjoyed everywhere on flights at work on the go or even In the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. And right now, Lockdown NHL Network listeners can go to Lucy.co and use promo code Lockdown NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and use the promo code Lockdown NHL at checkout. Uh, also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product does contain nicotine to from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.com and be sure to use that promo code Lockdown NHL. All right to the interview with Will Scouch.
0: Savage the fifth USA goal. San Luis over the line, moving in. Luke Hughes scores! 6-1 USA!
2: Luke Hughes put it in the back of the net.
1: Well, uh, another interesting guy in this upcoming draft and somebody that I know you're a pretty big fan of. I believe he is number one on your, your big board rankings. That is uh, Luke Hughes. He is the defenseman from the national development team. Uh, a really terrific player. Defenseman, smooth skating, uh bigger than his brothers. I, I would say yep. 6'2", yep. 176 shoots left-handed. Um, a really intriguing prospect coming into this draft class because of the offensive upside, because of what one Hughes brother has already done on defense. But you want to make it a point, and you did make it a point in, in your scouting video of Luke Hughes. He's not his brother Jack, and he's not his brother, uh Quinn. What type of defensemen uh, is Luke Hughes.
2: Yeah. So just to correct you briefly, uh, he was number one on my board in the before twenty twenty one, but he has since been replaced uh, by Matthew Beniers. I see. I see. Um, but yeah, he's I think he's at four now or five. Anyway, he's not far from the top. Um, I yeah. So Luke Hughes to me is one of the more intriguing offensive defensemen available. Um, he's not perfect. Uh, but I think the big thing is you forget how young he is. He's almost a 2022 eligible player. He he very easily could be in the same situation as a guy like Owen Power, where he has an extra year, he goes to college and adjusts and develops there. I think he's going to have no problem fitting right in uh, in college next season at all. Uh, he's not perfect. Um, but in terms of pushing play up the ice with control of the puck, getting the puck through the neutral zone, You know, driving into the offensive zone with control, really good puck skill, really confident to the point where, you know, like we were just talking about Ken Johnson. I don't think it's necessarily as questionable, but he's got he plays like he has plenty of confidence when he's got the puck on his stick. Um, And, you know, there's. Some people have him much lower than me on their boards um, for a variety of reasons. But, you know, I think that what you're getting is a very young and sort of unrefined personally player, but a very, very talented offensive defenseman. He can kind of take the foot off the gas pedal defensively. He wasn't very good defending defensive entries, which is kind of a bit of an issue to me, uh, especially for a defenseman. But the, you know, in situations like that, you have to weigh the pros and cons of the player. And I think with Hughes, his offensive pros are very, very good. he He's deceptive through the neutral zone. He can pass the puck really effectively. Some of the games I tracked, he was extremely reliable. Uh, some other games, he wasn't. Um, you know, just driving through the middle of the ice with control, he got much better after the first couple of months of the season, and then he got hurt, which kind of sucks. But he looked better as time went on. And there was a couple of games where he was outstanding, like plainly outstanding, um, really taking over the game for his team and driving a lot of offense. So I think if you're looking at just, if you want an offensive quarterback, like last night I did a live stream for the draft lottery the Detroit Red Wings are picking 6th. If Luke Hughes is the guy at 6th, I think him and Moritz Sider with the same on the same future Red Wings team, like they could play off of each other very well with how strong Sider is defensively, how mm. ruthless he is, and how much he can chip in offensively, whereas with Luke Hughes you get that offense, that quarterback offensive rush defenseman who can create in the offensive zone. And so can Moritz Sider, but you know, you're going to get something where that's the focus of his game. And I like him a lot. I think he's a guy where maybe a year, potentially two years in college could do him well. Um, I'm not looking for him to be more excited defensively. I'm looking for him to be competent. And there were some times where I'm like, he, he stops moving his feet. He lets guys go right by him. He just doesn't apply very much pressure, but I can rest on the fact that his skating ability as a, as a, as a whole is very good. He can cover ice really effectively. It's just a matter of like the, impetus to get involved it just doesn't seem to always be there and can be a little bit too soft Um, but i think with enough coaching and patience and letting him kind of learn from mistakes like that you should be able to work through them and at least get something where you can not be concerned defensively with him and then say all right well now when you have the puck you're off to the races
1: i am going to say something maybe controversial i might delete this based on your reaction say, say it when I watch Luke Hughes skate through the neutral zone, I get big time Eric Carlson vibes.
2: Not crazy,
1: not. <laughs> and
2: I don't think it's an insane <laughs> thing to say. Um, I mean, Eric Carlson's passing is like otherworldly, but in terms yeah. of puck carry, in terms of puck carrying and how he manages to do it so effectively with efficiency, I could see it. You know, there's the skill and sort of deception and everything like. I don't know. Eric Carlson's not the fastest or most skilled defenseman, but he certainly knows how to sort of blast up through the neutral zone. And so does Luke Hughes. So not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, And Eric Carlson was a mid first round pick. So you never know. You never know. What do you got, Scott?
0: (laughs) Uh, So so I think one of the. I don't know if stigma is the right word, but like one of the things that, that some people point out about his game is that it might be difficult to play the brand of hockey. He plays at the next level. Is that a a concern you share maybe with like you talked about some of his weaknesses on defense? Or do you think that, that, I mean, there's a real chance that he could turn into, like you said, just some elite quarterback at at the back of the ice.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you plant him in the NHL right now, he's going to get torched defensively. Like sure. I just don't, I don't, I just don't think that the way that he closes gaps or applies himself physically to shut down play, like it just doesn't project to the NHL right now at all. That's something that I think will need to improve. Um, you know, you can get away with positional defense, you can get in the way of passing lanes and such, and cut off passes, and he does that relatively well. But in the NHL, the game is so fast and so physical now that like you have to have defensemen who can at least push again push back against offensive right, pressure sure. um but again like the other thing is he's extremely young and i think that learning that balance and learning how to correctly manage gaps and then how to actually get involved in that interaction and, and force the player off the puck you know at that level is something that might take a little bit of time um, and again like again when you're looking at the pros and cons and weighing what he does so well versus what he doesn't I don't really have that many concerns about when the puck is on his stick a whole lot of the time. Yes, he can fall victim to sort of overconfidence overhandling, whatever, but he does it because he's really, really good. And he's like almost certainly the best NTDP defender on this year's team. Like it's not particularly close. I don't think. Um, And he takes a lot of chances, but a lot of it works out. Uh, His offensive zone vision is very, very good. So when it comes to what to be concerned about, I think it's things that, You can work on in college and give him some time to think about and and deal with and you know he might his first month in college might be a bit of an adjustment period right like whoever drafts him is probably going to need to be ready to see that guys will drive him wide and get around him too easily but that's not something super uncommon with defensemen especially more offensive leaning ones um and i'm not particularly concerned about his long-term trajectory i don't think
1: Sure. Well, something that was interesting that I thought you uh, juxtaposed was his strength with the puck and his strength without the puck. Could You know, he, he's kind of uh, extremely passive when he doesn't have the puck. Like, he just doesn't have the strength to make the plays that he needs all the time. Do you think that's just a lack of confidence when you see him, like, kind of impose his will offensively and then see him on the defensive end? It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like,
2: maybe just, just
1: go go after that guy
2: (laughs) maybe it might be um i don't know i i that's that's where you're starting to sort of get into like what's going on in their head Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't talk to him i i know that i know that around the scouting world some people have raised concerns about how That might not be something where it's a confidence issue in terms of he's not confident enough defensively, but it's more of a thing where he just doesn't really care so much about playing defense and would rather be more of an offensive role player. And again, similar to Ken Johnson, like you hope that they work through that, like the the offensive defensemen in the NHL these days still have to play some kind of defensive game. And Luke Hughes does his his defensive numbers like that I've tracked aren't horrible, but they are certainly um, not not as good as you would think for a top-end draft prospect. Um, and a lot of that is driven through what seems to be, like you said, the dichotomy between the the skills he puts on display when he has the puck and how a lot of those things kind of go away when he doesn't. So is it a confidence thing? Maybe he might need to just refine his sort of overall four-way mobility, covering those gap closures and you know chasing guys down and such. But I found a lot of it was just, you know, he he, basically in a lot of situations would bounce off guys and the bo- against the boards and the corners, just not apply a ton of pressure, really soft and and those are things where it's like I don't really care who you are, but you're gonna need to get in there and and defend right like mm. and so I imagine that's something he can learn, you know like a good coach should be able to motivate him to be like look if you want to play offensive hockey you're not going to be able to play offensive hockey by standing a foot away from a guy who's going back and forth against the boards in front of you you're going to need to pinch that guy out and get the puck back and then get it to a partner who can then hit you on a breakout so you can go up the ice like that's the the coaching angle that i would take if it is still an issue next year with michigan um but again like that's just a tweak. Like to me, that's just a bit of a change of thinking about his game and and that's going to be up to him to be willing to figure it out. Um, It's very possible that in five or six years, it doesn't really come as far of a ways. And he's a offensive leaning defenseman in the NHL where you're like, well, defensively, you know, you might be looking at like a Seth Jones type player where the offense is kind of there. But then when you really pay attention to his defensive game, you're like, okay, maybe there's a bit of a pros and cons here that you have to manage. And he's not Mm. as valuable as his production might indicate. That's not the end of the world to me, but that's also something where you're, if you're using a top, top, top pick, and you know that there are these flaws going in, it's like, you kind of hope that they get fixed because you know how good he potentially could be.
1: All right. Just got to jump in here one more time to talk to you guys today about Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? Now, when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Ask me. I almost uh, punched a hole in my uh, computer one day when I found out the lemon almond cheesecake lost. I'm not usually an angry person, but sometimes desperate, you know, the the ends justify the means. Uh, If you don't know all the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out, but I can help you with that. Coconut almond. Coconut, cher- cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. We'll pick two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar's the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein at only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at builtbar.com.
0: Luke Hughes, been on the ice a long time. He'll go for skate, right wing in tight. Backhand out in front, they score! First shot, and USA leads one to nothing. The power move by Luke Hughes, and it's Dylan Duke in his office, and he's been a hot player of late. He's like and a guy in 2K right? Like we've had this conversation before, right? we like, he's like, he's like a guy in 2k or NHL where like, he has, he's like a, he's like a 53 overall with 99 potential. Like that's <laughs> like, that's, that's how, that's kind of like how I view him. Like, like still obviously a lot to grow and a lot uh, that needs to be done until he's like an NHL caliber player. But like, if he figures it all out, it's going to be like yeah. ridiculous.
2: You know, And the big thing with him is also like, based on what I saw of him last year, um, I was concerned about his skating last year. I didn't think that he was going to be a a top flight prospect in this year's draft. I thought, you know, he might, he might be the worst of the three Hughes brothers and just kind of a useful two-way defender. But then when he started playing this year, and especially after a couple of months, when he sort of got his feet under him, part of it might just be, he needed to grow into being a tall kid. Um, but once he started to sort of get moving he got his feet moving he was fluid he was smooth he dr- drove a lot of speed and you know his offensive transition game is is amongst the best amongst defensemen i've tracked so he's he's very very talented in a number of ways like but again the the potential is there it's always been there um but i the improvement year over year to me is is at least promising um and that's that's something you can also sort of lay back on uh
1: so i guess we'll, we'll wrap up luke hughes on this because one thing that i had uh highlighted that you uh said is that it's very difficult to play the luke hughes brand of hockey in pro hockey Mm -hmm. how does he get there how does like are, are there tweaks to the type of game that he has to play or is there is it a matter of just getting to a certain you know caliber within those skills uh in order to to play like that in the nhl
2: Yeah, I I think it's like you have to raise the, you know, you raise the defensive floor. You know, you have to get him to be reliable defensively. That was the big thing. Like there were games where he was very objectively useful defensively. He was doing all the right things. But then there were some other games where it was not the case at all. Um, You know, raising that floor and getting that consistency, like coaches need their defenders to be reliable. So if you have a guy who goes out there and lays an egg every so often defensively, it's like you might have a good player there, but if you can't be trusted as a, you know, you're not going to be a top pair defenseman if you, if there's the chance that you're just going to have an off night. Um, So like raising that floor and sort of getting him up to being consistent, reliable, and comfortable defensively, I think is a big step in the right direction. Um, But what I also, what I meant with the sort of, it's very difficult to play his brand of hockey. There's, there's just not very many offensive rush defensemen that, you know, like he's very skilled very good on his feet through the neutral zone, but he's not elite, right? Like we see Kale McCarr and Miro Haskinen and all these really young defensemen, even his brother Quinn, these really young defensemen and hyper-mobile, hyper-skilled defensemen that have been drafted very high. I don't think Luke Hughes is quite at that point yet. He could be, like he's almost a full... I hate phrasing things like this, but like the relative to when they were draft eligible, I believe he's almost a full year younger than his brother Quinn was. So mm-hmm. Quinn had an extra year to develop at Michigan before he was drafted. Um, so it's also that that clouds things to me. Whereas with, with Luke, the concerns are more about, you know, is it going to be enough To be as you know, to be that style of defenseman where you can weave through NHL defenses through the neutral zone. Is he going to be as good an NHL defenseman where he can work the offensive zone with skill and quickness and aggression, you know, because not a lot of defensemen can can really do that consistently. Um, But I mean, I think he could. Uh, but it's a question mark to me, really. the more than anything. Um, it's just it's just players like him that play defense where they have these defensive issues, but like they're overwhelming offensively and do do it through play on their own stick. it's It's rare. like Roman Yosi comes to mind kind of, <laughs> I guess, but but that's it's rare, right? Like those so I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is something that I felt worthy of of highlighting.
1: All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Red Wings. Big week coming up. Tomorrow we're going to have Tony Wolak on uh, from thehockeywriters.com to take a look at all of the RFAs that the Red Wings have uh, coming up this offseason. Going to figure out what to do with them, whether they'll be here, how much they'll get paid, all those sorts of fun things. We'll bring in uh, Dylan Griffin on Wednesday to profile Fedor Sveshkov and Nikita Kip uh Chibikov, Uh and then Friday we're bringing on It to Seltanin. Uh we're doing those the, the Samu finish uh episode finally. Uh Tuamala and Salman. So be sure to subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning as draft season rolls on, when you wake up, there's a new episode waiting for you. That's all you got to do. All you have to do to get to earn a new episode of Lock on Red Rings is go to sleep. Isn't that crazy, Scott? That's
0: honestly it's wild. And I'm not sure why more people don't do it.
1: Uh, So Thursday is kind of open at the moment. Not exactly sure what we're going to do just yet, but the rest of the week is going to be a ton of fun. I can assure you Thursday will be as well. Uh, So come back. We'll see you here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day.
2: You're locked on Red Wings.